Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power of Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, I have a great conversation with Natalie Hunter. She is up and coming in the 60 kilo weight class. She competed this year at Raw Nationals and got third place in her first ever Raw Nationals, where she also won her pro card and placed in first for junior as she's only 20 years old. So we really got to dive into her prep, prior injuries, just life um, as a powerlifter, but how she transitioned from different sports. Lots of good stuff, but a great conversation, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and if you do enjoy it, make sure you share it with a friend, make sure you leave a comment on the podcast, and you give us a rating, please, it helps us so much to get the podcast out to more people, so I appreciate all of you, and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast, where today I have Natalie Hunter who competed recently at USAPL Raw Nationals in a 60-kilo weight class and did a killer job and was not even in primetime, but still managed to be top three from outside of primetime, which is very hard to do. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Like, overall, I remember, I don't know if you're aware, I'm also with Two White Lights with their podcast. Do you ever listen to your podcast? I've listened to a part of one, but that's because my coach sent it to me because they mentioned me. Okay, that's all that matters. <laughs> so yeah, we had mentioned you, and I remember talking to Steve about you before the podcast, and he was like, obviously watching you because he coaches Christian Hazard. And he's like, I think she's going to be like, I think even if she's not in prime time, I think she's going to be top three. Like, we have to watch her. We have to really watch her. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't even, like, know you had TikTok. So I was like, she just posts selfies. So how am I supposed to, like, gauge yeah. where she is, though? <laughs> yeah, my um, my coach actually told me to stop posting my lifts just because of, like, the whole social media game. We were just, we were like, all right, we're just going to go in blind. Like, that's how I like to do it. So I don't mind. Okay, so that was intentional. Oh, yeah, it was intentional, because usually I post I post my lifts. That makes sense, because I was generally wondering, I was like, you know, she's newer, and, like, coming up, I'm like, why would she want to stop posting her lifts with such a big following, when I know, like, those kind of posts would get you even more likes, because they're like, oh, my God, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, I've hit, I've hit uh, PRs on SPD, and I didn't post them, and it was so hard not to, because I was so excited, but... I just held off. Oh, man. So when you were going into this meet, actually, first of all, who's your coach? I don't even know who that is. Patrick Carr. He's a part of TSG. Yeah. Who's your coach? Okay, this makes a lot of sense because he always tells certain people not to put... Patrick, yeah. I hate you now because I want <laughs> I'm going to say, Patrick, Patrick, we talked about this. It's difficult to do preview shows if your athletes aren't posting. <laughs> I didn't know you were with them. That's dope. Okay, cool. So going, so now knowing you have Patrick as a coach, I know he's very detail-oriented. I've had him handle me. He's amazing. So yes. going into the meet, I know this was kind of, well, would you consider this like your first really big meet, in your opinion? Uh, Yeah. Like, <laughs> I walked in, and I looked around, and I saw all the people. I saw all of the lifters, and I was like, in shock because I'm not necessarily like a people person I like to keep to myself so when I got back to um like behind the stage I just kind of put my headphones on and I was trying not to like freak out and like look around at all these people because it was so many it was packed jam-packed I've never like been in a competition like that that's another thing with nationals especially if you're not in the prime time like I have coached back there during non-primetime sessions and it's so packed and it can be very overwhelming and like you can get easily, in my opinion, get overstimulated depending on the kind of person that you are. So you have to be really specific in what you do in the back to stay focused. <laughs> yeah, big time. I was literally, so like I said, I keep to myself. Um, there, there was a corner. And in this corner, it was like a door that was locked and it was super dark there. It was small, enough maybe to fit two people. I warmed up right there inside that corner where nobody could see me. I couldn't see anyone. Had my headphones on, my band with me. That's where I was. Nice. 
the are you the kind of person who like has music on the entire time so you're not focusing on people yep the whole time patrick has to whenever he talks to me he always like signals me down because he knows nice okay so what did you and patrick talk about before ron nationals like what were your specific goals and again it's more interesting because patrick knows you're strong patrick also knows you're not in prime time so like what was the strategy here so we wanted to one take the record for junior and open and it was kind of hard because we knew christian hazard was coming in with a fire under her tail um so we kind of guesstimated um i actually didn't do what i was supposed to we kind of lowballed it on my squat uh because it wasn't moving as it should have um but I personally wanted to lay it all on the floor, but Patrick as a coach, he's like, Natalie, no, we're not doing that. Like we're here to win. We're here to get you on the board and we're here to get you on the podium for juniors and open. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, we should, maybe you're right. Like I'll listen to you. Like we'll go with whatever you say. So that was, that was basically the game plan was just to get on the podium just to like, you know, secure my pro card and everything. That's a big one, too, because you ended up getting your pro card because you got that top three position. Yep. My pro card at my very first Nationals. <laughs> I know. That's huge. So what was the original hope for squat? Because you, you ended up at 403. Yeah. So I hit 403. I've hit 405 twice in prep, and I was going for 413. Mm. So, yeah. So I was feeling confident, obviously. Uh, that I was going to hit that as 405 in prep moved smooth, easy. Um, but that just wasn't the case on comp day, which is okay. You know, I'm I'm satisfied, not necessarily satisfied, but I'm happy with what I did. Well, with the second being 391, and I wish my memory did not fail me. I don't quite remember how fast it moved, but did it just move like slower or? So I, I definitely sunk it. I sunk it. Um, cause I was, I was really nervous. Um, I had Saber telling me that I was a little high, um, which freaks me out because I don't want to do a squat just to like put all that effort in just to end up high. Um, Wait, did he say that like on the platform or like in like your DMs? Like, so Saber, Saber actually was the one that has helped me out like through my powerlifting journey so much. Uh, my first competition he came here for the Delaware Purge, and um, it, obviously Delaware isn't necessarily a huge powerlifting state. Like, nobody powerlifts here. Nobody yeah. knows what it is. Uh, so he came, and I went up to him, and I was like, like when we were doing uh, check-ins, and I was like, hey, I don't know how this works because my coach at the time was from Canada. Um, I was like, I don't know how this works, but am I able to hit a world record here? And I was in Team 3 at the time. And he was, he like, kind of like looked at me crazy, like, oh, like, probably this is some young girl, her first competition ever thinking she's going to hit a world record when typically people like bomb out, you know what I mean? Their first competition. Um, So he kind of like brushed it off, whatever. And then I actually did end up breaking the world record for team three, my first competition. And it was a local meet. So obviously it didn't count, but Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of just like amazed him. And he like, fell in love with me as a person, as a lifter, um, like, like my devotion and everything. And, um, he's, he hooked me up with Patrick. He's been helping me along the way. He DMs me, um, cause Patrick talks to him as well and sends him some of my videos. Mm-hmm. He DMs me, tells me, um, not DMs, but emails me, tells me like what I need to be doing, uh, how my squats are looking, how my bench is looking, all that jazz. So he's been a huge factor in power like powerlifting for me okay two things number one when you say hey dmc i'm like he definitely emails you because i know saber and he will not be dming you but i don't like like, yeah like (laughs) i don't know because dm is always the first thing that comes to my mind because typically that's like the social platform nowadays but yeah yeah, no he emails me (laughs) i could never see him dming me oh my god no i think he's dming once ever and it's because i accidentally dm him he's like and his response was just email me. He didn't respond to what I yes. said. He just said email me. 
that's yeah that's um, him <laughs> but this is huge because like it all coming back to me now i remember him posting one day but i did not remember mm-hmm. who it was posting like oh my gosh this athlete came in and i like they asked me about breaking a world record i rolled my eyes and then boom they did it i'm like oh my god <laughs> that was me <laughs> that was you hey hi yeah hey <laughs> That's incredible, though, that he's, like, that he, after that, like, continues to help you so much. Because I know, like, when Saber, like, finds, like, a lifter that he's, like, you're impressive to me. Like, he really gives them a lot of energy and really for nothing in return, which is pretty incredible. Like, he's a great, he's a great dude. (laughs) He really, no, yeah, he really is. Like, he, he gave me Patrick's information just on the dot. He was like, I have a coach for you. And I was like, okay, (laughs) send him my way. Nice. Which I'm so, I'm so happy. So. Yeah, because like obviously Patrick is a great coach, but also like, do you guys ever get to train in person? I know he's near the area. No, he's in Virginia, so I guess you guys don't get to. No, okay. we don't. We don't get to because he he lives in Virginia. It's like a three hour drive from Delaware. Okay. Yeah. Um. Ooh, I just had something. I ask it. Mind one second. It'll come back to me. It will not. It's okay. It'll come back later. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So... That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Uh, going back to Raw Nationals. So we hit the 403 squat. We get that. And then I do know that we ended up missing the third bench, which was 214.9. Was that going for a PR all time or did you hit that in training? So in training, I hit 226 three times. Oh, okay. Um, I had to, like, two, 215 should have been extremely light I hit that for literally like an RP6 in in prep um but I did have to undergo a major uh cut because I you know my body just decided to start its period super late and uh I hold on to everything when I start so I jumped from comp weight which I was 131 to 142 a week out yeah that is a big Jump. Yeah. When whenever I uh start, I hold on to every little thing, like because I drink a ton of water. Uh mm-hmm. so I hold on to all my water, I hold on to all my food. Um it's definitely something that I've always struggled with, like mentally, because it 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 takes an appearance <laughs> um as it's 10 pounds. Uh but no, that's how I've always been my entire life. I always gain 10 pounds on my period, literally. Unless I like keep my strict diet and all that jazz but I was on my diet and it was not working because I was stressed out I was really really stressed out so Patrick told me not to and I didn't tell him this but I did starve myself for four days straight in order to make weight like I went to sleep crying because I was so hungry I had to force myself to sleep I was taking like Benadryl because that knocks me out I was taking mm. Benadryl every night to like force myself to go to sleep so I would not eat. It was it was really bad. <laughs> but in the end, I ended up making weight. I ended up making okay. underweight, actually. I'm about to say so, you went in at 129.9. So you actually somehow yeah. two pounds light. Well, because that night before, like the night prior, I hopped on the treadmill at the um hotel and I also took a very, very hot bath to sweat out absolutely everything that I had Mm -hmm. um yeah and that just dropped my weight immensely and I had like lower stress levels I don't know why but I was super super stressed out when I was like home but then when I got there I was like oh I got this you know what I mean so then like my stress just kind of started to settle down my body started to settle down and I made weight and I was excited but I'm back I'm back on track now so I'm good oh man that's tough because so wait, when you say start for four days, do you mean like straight up like no food for four days or like just super low calorie, but we're still tracking? Like what was it? I'm, t- I'm talking like rice cakes and chicken. Oh my and God. That's it. that's it. Yeah. And I also had to do, I also did a uh, water manipulation as well. So. Well, I figured that part. Yeah. But how did I, you do I, that? I like like you yeah, but you say you tend to hold into water no matter what. So did you drink more water than normal in the beginning to water load? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I just I just cut it out. 
Patrick told me, he literally specifically specifically told me not to starve myself. He said, Natalie, do not starve yourself. And here, there I was starving myself. Okay, well, but looking back though, like number one, do you even regret it? Because you made weight. And number two, what do you think you will do next time if you have a big meet, but like your period happens to be a week out? So um, next, next time, uh well first off no I don't regret it um it worked it worked out in my favor like for the dots portion because I play second um and next time I I should probably you know chill out because I did go on like a mini because I I'm on a diet like 24 7 all days of the year I kind I kind of went a little crazy I kind of ate some Applebee's, ate some Texas Roadhouse. Because <laughs> uh, before my period, like, I get hungry for mm-hmm. everything. Everything that I don't eat. So I'm not going to do that next time because I have okay. learned my lesson. <laughs> and then, okay. Hold on, pause. Did he, like, give you, like, advice, though, for, like, how to, like, lose? <laughs> like, did he know what your weight was? Yeah, yeah, he had me tracking my weight uh, for, I think it was like a week and a half, and I had to weigh myself three times a day. So mm-hmm. I kept it in my notes, and then I sent it to him, and yeah, he helped me through the entire thing. But he told me not to starve myself, but I did, so it's okay. Okay, all right, all right. So, <laughs> wait, <laughs> does he know as of now that she did starve herself, or is he going to find out? If I He's going to find out. Yeah, yeah, he's going to find yeah, out. This so. is hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, he, Patrick is like sitting there like, I have, to, I have to figure out why her bench dipped. I can't figure it out. And literally, you're like, so actually? <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh it was a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Patrick, hi. Um, I'll send you this clip later so y'all can have a good conversation to help you for the next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So then we get to your deadlift. Now, I remember watching your deadlift. And the last one, in my opinion, moved excellent. So... Well, what's your opinion? If you make it the face, I thought I'm agree. So yes, it very much did. It, I was kind of, I kind of like got unbalanced because it moved so fast. I didn't expect it to move that fast. Um, we actually lowballed it with my deadlift, obviously. That was my because, question. Yeah, so we lowballed it. Reason being, I could not hold on to the bar. So Ooh. my second, yeah, so my second attempt, um. I don't remember what it was. Uh, the second was 424. Yeah. So 424, I was holding on with bare minimum fingers. And I actually have a picture of it. And, like, my fingers look like they're, like, tearing off, literally. Um, yeah. So during prep, I, I had a problem with that as well, was holding on to the bar, which is the most frustrating thing ever. Um, so we were, like, we're either going to do 200 or we're going to do, what was it, 197.5? Yes. Yeah. So we put in 200. And then Patrick was like, you know what? We're not risking it. You're getting on the podium, dropping it to 197.5. And he didn't He didn't tell me, which I always tell him not to tell me what I'm about to do. Literally, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Um, so he, he dropped it. I went out there. It moved really fast like surprisingly fast that I got like off balance but Mm -hmm. but no it was it was supposed to be 200 okay yeah so you sound like you're not thrilled with with it being 197 well I mean of course not but I think it was definitely the safe bet with Mm -hmm. my um grip problem um because it's it's just spontaneous it depends on like the bar placement in my hand. If I mess it up, literally just like a centimeter, it's going to yep. slip right out. It's just, it's super scary. And I've struggled with that since my first competition. So I don't, I don't really mind. I mean, I got on the podium. I got my pro card. I placed second in dots. I am, that's fine by me. You like, know, I, I always have three dots. Like... Yeah. Like I always have room to improve. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I have so much more in the tank. I, I'm I'm fine. So I'm just excited for my next comp. Nice. And yeah, I was just thinking to myself too, like it's a hard 
I mean, honestly, it, I can tell his game day coaching was so spot on with you because it's really difficult to be coming from the higher session or like session one or two, whichever one it was, and you're probably put the right number on the board thinking, okay, can like the next session hit this? And then also yeah. you're like, but we can't afford to miss our third attempt deadlift. So that does seem like it was the right decision. Um, overall, do you do you guys have any plans to help out with the grip? Because that's hard. Like, just like you said, I know some lifters who struggle with grip. And when that's the case, like, if they move their finger a quarter centimeter yeah. more to the right, like, they, they drop it. Like, I've seen yeah. it. So it's so particular. It's like, what are you guys, like, working on to, like, help out with that? Um, actually paying attention to my grip. Um, <laughs> like, obviously, I, like, when I deadlift, I don't really think. I just do. And that's how I am with every single lift. Because um, if I overthink it, I'm going to mess it up. Um, so I need to start actually zoning into my grip because I'm, I'm more worried about my hips as I've had like injuries or my back because I've had injuries. The last thing that I'm thinking about is my grip when it should be the first thing I'm thinking about. Um, so it's definitely like, it's, it's a mind change that I need to do that we are working on. No, that's really good. I mean, even like being mindful of specific things can be difficult because like you know in power things they're like all right we gotta make sure my hands are in the right spot i gotta make sure my feet are in the right spot i gotta make sure i breathe yeah. gotta, but it's like no you have to be like yo your focus is your grip and then go like <laughs> yeah that's it. yeah literally and that's what i did for my last attempt and i feel like that's why it moved so fast mm-hmm. because i was actually tuned in with my grip and it just it flew which blew my mind but it flew that's amazing. You mentioned injuries for your back. So, like, what injuries have you struggled with in the past? Well, I've struggled with back injuries since I was literally a child. Um, mm. I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, I – it was my, what, sophomore year in high school. Uh, I was running hurdles, and I snapped my lead leg down, which – pushed my femur into my pelvis yeah and it ended up chipping my pelvis and I had to get my femur literally lodged out I like yanked out yeah it did not feel good but I literally couldn't walk because one leg was longer than the other um so that was the start of like my hip and back problem that was like simultaneous um the start of my back was like the bad part was my freshman year because I was lifting with um the football boys in the morning because I always went to the 6 a.m lifts before school and um we were deadlifting and I had no idea what I was doing zero and so I would listen to the coach I listened to everything he told me um I told him I didn't have any more left in me like I was super fatigued whatnot and he was like you know the whole coach spiel Mm yeah you got this you got this and I was like yeah, I got this. Yeah, I ended up uh, herniating a disc in my back. Um, so I had to go to the hospital, um, uh, had to get x-rays, MRI, all that jazz done. And then I've had like problems with both of both of these things ever since. And then it was my prep to the competition I did before nationals. I actually ended up herniating two discs uh, a week out from my competition yeah okay that was september oh no sorry that was march of this year yeah so like february then yeah pretty much okay i herniated two discs um i took i literally took the rest of the week basically off i did i didn't go to the gym um i took off of work because i couldn't walk uh so i literally just stayed home and did rehab Day in and day out. I kid you not. I woke up. I had a routine. Took an ice bath. Got out of the ice bath. Hopped in bed. Uh, put a heating pad to my back. I did mobility. I did stretches. Um, I was eating properly. I was drinking enough water. I was taking my supplements. Like this was a legit all day, every day occurrence. And then, sure enough, I was able to show up to the competition and do what I needed to do to secure five hundred dots. So. That's how, yeah, that's, that's how impressive. that went, which I'm 
yeah I was I was actually super thrilled that it worked out that way I was scared that I was kind of like doing all of this stuff for nothing but Mm -hmm. when it comes to like rehab I think I am hard on it like even my warm-ups every single day for the gym I basically do rehab work and it works for me I haven't knock on wood like I haven't suffered from an injury that bad ever since that time because I actually put in the time to do my stretches and mobility I definitely think that is underestimated by a lot of people, like how a really solid warm up will like help you feel really good for each session, especially when you're like 20 years old, like you, like people yeah. are like, yeah, when I'm 30, like, I I see mad people yeah. in this sport, like walk in the gym and go to the bar. And like, it still blows my mind. People like, people are like, Solana, it's no big deal. Like, yo, I could never just like get under the bar and go. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's actually... That's actually how I used to be. Um, I lifted a lot when I was in high school and my it was my senior year. That's when I really started to like tune it up a bit. Like I squatted 315 my senior year before a game, like before a lacrosse game. And I would just go up to the bar and be like, all right, we're squatting today. Like I wouldn't do anything before. Same thing with bench. I would do nothing before. I didn't deadlift. I actually, fun fact, uh, after I herniated my disc my freshman year, uh, I didn't deadlift until probably about, what, two years ago when my boyfriend and I got together and I mm-hmm. traveled to um, Ottawa and because uh, that's where he lives. And um, I started in a powerlifting gym there. And that's when I like started to properly learn from the guys there how to deadlift. And then that's when I like started getting back into it. It was really scary at first. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't been deadlifting for long, like at all, because it's it was just never really a thing for me after I herniated my disc. Yeah. I mean, also, did you go straight to sumo? So, no, no. Um, I pulled conventional and I pulled, uh, I think conventional, I pulled like 330 for like four. And um, this guy, Nat Galloway, he's a train, well, he's a trainer but he's also like a photographer and everything and a powerlifter he was like nat let's try to pull some sumo and i was like yeah let's try to pull some sumo like why not what do i have to lose here and um so then sumo didn't work for me uh because it really messed with uh my adductors and my hips and so now i pull like a like a frog like i pull like a wide conventional which works for me so i'm i'm cool with it if it's working, don't try to fix it. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not gonna mess with it. It's gonna stay just how it is. No, I was curious because I'm like, you know, you're saying with the hip things. So I'm like, well, the hip that might make Sumo hard, but like for the back that mm-hmm. makes Sumo better. So I was like, this should like play around with it. Like, yeah, I, I, it took, it took me a while to like actually find like a comfortable position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I found it, I found it, and I looked like a frog when I deadlift. And I don't even care because it no works. one cares because literally right. you have a five thirty dot at your first national, so no one cares. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I'm seeing here like you did your first meet in 2022, and you mentioned like in Ottawa like two years ago is when you got into powerlifting. So you mm-hmm. basically got into it because your boyfriend introduced you to the sport. So, um, actually, when I was in high school, I had a lot of problems with like. Um, because like I said I was really competitive in sports I had a lot of problems with like knots like popping up in my back knots popping up in my calves Um, I had a I tore some ligaments in my ankle Um, my dad actually took me to his friend uh, Brad and he has his own like garage gym and it's really sick and um, I was about 14 through like 17 Um, I was going and in his gym he has quite a bit of power lifters in there it's probably about five of them and they were all just like squatting like 800 900 deadlifting like insane numbers benching insane numbers right in front of my eyes as like a 14 year old girl he was playing like some like metal music like like it was like hardcore I was like I was like amazed (laughs) like I felt like I was just at home I was like this is this is awesome like I want to do this so uh, Brad, he actually helped me out a lot with my recovery, a lot with um, 
like when I'm when I'm injured, like even when I got injured during my preps, I still go to him because he helps me out because he knows he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so basically that's what kind of he kind of introduced me, my dad and Brad, to like the powerlifting era. But it wasn't until I went to Ottawa with my boyfriend that I actually like was like, well, it was because the owner of the gym was like, Natalie, you're, you're like you literally just hit a world record squat. And I was like, you're lying. Like you're lying right now. And he was like, no, I'm being so serious. And he was like, you're not too far off deadlift either. And I was like, what? I was like, that doesn't make sense. I was like, I don't train for this. And he was like, well, you need to. And I was like, okay. So uh, Ben, he helped me like get into it. And uh, Ben, my boyfriend. And um, ever since then, like that powerlifting community in Ottawa at 613 Lift, is absurd it's like undeniably the most comforting place for powerlifters and bodybuilders like it is it's amazing there um but no that that gym really really got me into it and pushed me to actually becoming a powerlifter as i said my first coach is from canada she's from that gym so oh, that's, i was gonna ask you how you yeah. ended up with the coach Canada. okay yeah it's it's because she worked out there and she is a uh, bodybuilder and a powerlifter so she oh yeah she's a big lady that's wild okay you know it's funny too because you're saying like you walked into that gym and you were like i love this environment it's great and i'm thinking to myself when i first walked into a powerlifting gym before i was a powerlifter i was like this is weird what the hell is going on (laughs) (laughs) it was like the exact opposite feeling i had to go to my first meet to actually want to get into powerlifting i saw people my age doing it i don't know people your age right in there but i was like i was surrounded by old people Powerlifting when I first started, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but literally 50 year olds yeah. are just slapping chalk on themselves. <laughs> that's <just> lost. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. It was a door. I mean, dude, like, yeah. it was all masters lifters just like having the time of their lives. But like, it was very stereotypical powerlifters. Like, I mean, like, you know how back in the yeah. day, powerlifting was like, all right, really large men. That's your powerless. Yes. Like, that's who I was surrounded by. So I was like, this is. It's yeah, not. this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's oh, too yes. funny. So as of right now, are we dealing with any, like, is the back good? Do we have any nagging stuff during your prep for this nationals? Um, actually, no. And act, wait, no, that's a lie. My elbow, my elbow kind of started acting up. Um, but it was because, it was because of like, mopping and stuff like it, it was just little things because so I was random. so fatigued I know okay. it was just like little things because I was so fatigued like during my prep but um that was that was it and I think the reason being was because um I would text Patrick and I would just like ask him if it was okay if I would just lowball it for like the rest of my workout because my back was feeling fatigued because it felt like I through like my powerlifting journey I've learned to like listen to my body and understand my body and whenever I felt like my back was on the verge I would be like hey Patrick is it okay if I just lowball this um my back is feeling sus like I feel like I should chill out for right now and then get back after it my like my next session I'm just gonna like do some mobility work, some stretching right after, take a nice bath. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. Like, I can't, like, tell you how many ice baths I've taken every single prep. You know, you keep saying ice baths, and I'm thinking to myself, you say it real casually. I tried an ice bath twice in my life, and I was dying. And I stayed in for a good 20 <laughs> seconds, maybe. Maybe less than 20 seconds. So you real casual with this ice bath word. <laughs> well, it's like, the more you do it, the easier it gets over time. I just kind of, like, turn on some music put my phone down, ease myself in, just close my eyes, listen to the music while the timer's going, open my eyes every few minutes. It's How like, long is the bath? Um, I typically do eight minutes. You're wild. You're actually yeah. insane. If yeah. you're listening to this podcast, well, can you please go try to take an eight-minute ice bath and then come back and tell me <laughs> how that went? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I've been doing ice work since since Brad actually Brad got me into like ice baths and uh chirotherapy and like 
literal bucket ice baths for like my legs or something. So I've been I've been doing them for a long time. All right, so you're just accustomed to it. They they if <laughs> I feel like this is dark yeah. night. Like they built you in the shadows to be tough, and they let you out, and like now you're out here like <laughs> competing. <laughs> you know what? Being compared to Batman, I will take that as a personality trait. I will. I like it. <laughs> and you also mentioned that you did a lot of sports, and obviously you did track and you did the hurdles. But what other sports did you do growing up? And what else did so, you do in track too? So uh, I played volleyball. Uh, I also played basketball until my junior year. No, until my sophomore year, because I was like, nah, I don't really like this anymore. And then I ran track until my sophomore year uh, in track. So volleyball, I was setter and right side. And basketball, I was point guard. And... um track I ran the 100 200 and hurdles and then I switched from track to lacrosse which I played lacrosse all growing up when I was a kid uh for travel and I switched to lacrosse and then um I played I played middle uh midfield uh, and I also took draw um I actually was committed to Wilmington University for lacrosse my se- my junior year and um that's when I kind of went into my senior year uh committed like fully committed I signed the NLI um I went into my senior year I started playing and I realized I fell in love with the gym not lacrosse anymore so it was kind of a battle the entire season um there was a lot of pressure put on me um because I was like, I was already committed as a senior, like on scholarship. So a lot of like the players just kind of like doubled up on me and like, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was fun, but it was, it was a lot of pressure. Um, I just ended up falling out of love with it because I was just in the gym every day and every night. And I was like, I really enjoyed doing this because don't get me wrong. I love team sports, but I love when I can just count on myself. Like, I trust myself. I've always trusted myself. If it, if I don't do it, it's not done right. That's the kind of person that I am. And so going into powerlifting, like, it's just kind of really brought me out because I just, I love a single man show. Love it. Um, so I had an apartment arranged. I had uh, gear coming in for uh, lacrosse, like my sticks my um, jerseys, like everything, sweaters, sweatshirts, shoes, turf shoes, cleats, all that jazz. It was all coming in. And then I called my coach and I was like, I was like, hey coach. Um, I explained to him that I don't feel as though I should be a part of the team and take someone else's opportunity to be on that team if I'm not 100% in. I told him that he, and he understood because he used to be a power lifter. Um, I told him that I fell in love with the gym and that's what I want to do with my life. And I want to, uh, like go to college, but I want to power lift. And he was kind of like upset because it was very late that I made this decision. Mm-hmm. Like we already have the entire team together. Um, he was kind of upset, but he understood, which I really appreciated because that's kind of crappy of me to put that on him because now he has to find someone to fill my position um so that was also a huge decision because I wouldn't be able to play lacrosse anywhere for three years because that was a part of the NLI Mm. if I were to yeah stop so it was either lacrosse or powerlifting and if I choose if I chose powerlifting there was no going back so that was that was a huge decision but I'm glad that I made it so that those were all of the sports, I believe. Oh, and soccer, and I don't. Oh, boxing. Actually, I competitively boxed for yeah, for three years. Yeah, That's three cool. years. Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it. Not do you still box at all, or are you just a hundred percent pilot and that's it? In my like, in my garage or something. 
just on my own. Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun, basically. You're still in college or no? Uh, yes, I am. But okay, of course, I changed majors two years in. So does that mean be here longer? Is that what you meant? So I was I was an exercise science and functional kinesiology major, and then I was like, okay. mm, after two years, let me change my major. Okay. So to... English. Wait, what? I thought. Wait, pause. You just said. <laughs> With your life, you want to just lift, but you changed to an English major. Yes. So what's she trying to do with that? Become an English teacher. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a, a a pro powerlifter and an English teacher. I mean that's totally doable. It's just funny because you just said with your life you wanted to. So I was like, oh, she's all yeah. in for like every part of her life. Like, nah, she wants to do it for herself, but she wants to mm-hmm. be an English teacher. Okay, yeah, that's cool. We need English. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you also mentioned to me like you are working with a volleyball team. Like, what else do you do right now for work? Oh, your coach. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually a volleyball coach for in high school. And I'm also um, the lacrosse coach for the high school as well. Sweet. May I ask what high school is that TMI? Uh, TMI. Okay, my bad. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I don't like post it or anything because I am 20. So I know some of the girls. Like some of the, like, the girls that are uh, seniors right now, I went to school with. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that makes sense. But that's cool. So are you like the main head coach of both teams? Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. So how did you become that? Is it just because like you easily had a way in or did you like have to like take courses to become a, like, I don't know how you become a coach of a team. Like, So typically it's like, you have to like go through like an, inter- like an intense interview and stuff like that to make sure you're like coachable worthy. But I reached out to our athletic director and uh, I just got in like ASAP because I went to school there and uh, they know me as a person, as an athlete. I mean, I was, I was captain of the teams that I played for from my junior and my senior year. So they, they knew me as like a well-rounded person. So they just hired me. That's awesome. Do you like get to teach the team how to lift? as well like do y'all have like a gym and school so that is what I'm excited for lacrosse for yeah we are having 6 a.m workouts oh my god I'm so excited for I can tell like literally I feel like your life is complete because you get to yeah no like I'm so excited (laughs) that's incredible because I always say like I went to a very small private Christian school and I did track, and, like, I was always told I was good, and, like, I it was pretty good, but they did not utilize the weight room. We had one. It wasn't big, but they never right. took us to it. I was so weak, I could barely do a push-up, and, like, now, years later, obviously, I'm strong, and I'm like, yo, y'all should have had me in there if you want me to be good. Yeah. Like, it makes no oh, sense. Yeah. Why was the room there? I'm telling you, I, it was used, like, <laughs> once a year by, like, one guy, one time. Like, like nothing oh, makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, make that make sense. <laughs> So I'm very happy to hear more people who are very experienced in like powerlifting are coming back to schools. Like you're like the third person I talked to this year is like, yeah, I'm going back to the school I went to. I'm teaching them how to lift. Like, yes, because no one taught us how to lift. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm thrilled to teach these girls. You know what I mean? Like getting getting girls not necessarily into like a powerlifting sport, but just in the gym and getting comfortable, like doing the movements. Um, being around other females, like it's such a great community, and I'm excited. I think it's great too because I don't know like what your experience was with body image in high school and stuff, but like it's tough out there when you're younger and especially social media and stuff. And like I feel like having a coach that like pushes you to like get strong and focus on how your body feels getting strong when you're that young is highly impressionable. Yeah, yeah, and it builds their confidence, like. When I started, when I started lifting in high school, it built my confidence so much. Like I, so I pack on muscle fairly quick. Oh, um, I had I, no idea. I did not notice. 
<laughs> no, like, like actually, it's like it was kind of it was kind of annoying because even in high school, I got accused of being on roids by oh like, really That's little annoying. boys, yeah, by little boys. Like I had I had this um, kid from a school actually yell that I was on steroids while I was in a game um, playing. Yeah, my mother was sitting in front of him, so that didn't end up well. But it was just, it was little things like that that just kind of almost tore me down when I was just, like, just starting to build confidence. Um, Because one thing I don't like is not necessarily being called a liar, but being accused of things that I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. That makes, that, like, fires me up. Um, So it just kind of, like, shut me down. I kind of didn't want to, like, lift heavy anymore because I didn't want to get big. Like, I didn't want to, like, make people think that I was, like, doing things wrong. You know what I mean? Or, like, cheating, basically. So, honestly, it wasn't until Ben came around that I actually was, like, why do I care what people think? Like, why am I limiting myself? Because I'm scared of what other people think and what they're going to say. So he helped, he helped me build my confidence with that. Um, he got me back into lifting heavy because I stopped lifting heavy. I literally did. Like I was squatting like 135 when I could squat literally 315. Like I just didn't want to, I didn't want to push it. So I'm glad that I've like changed my mentality to not caring what no one thinks, doing my own thing. Everyone else's opinions are relevant. <laughs> like it's, it's a great mind switch and a great way to live, to be honest. It really is. And that's incredible to hear because I I don't know what it's like to be someone who like packs on muscle fast so people in high school think that I'm doing stuff. But I know that's tough because like it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, no, people are like, oh, you're doing stuff and like you shouldn't lift so heavy. And we all know that's ridiculous that you should not lift heavy. Yeah. Like it's stupid. So like it's hard to yeah. like go from being there to like I don't care about people's opinions. So it's dope that yeah. you're also paying that forward as a coach. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I want I these. It. I want these. I want these girls to feel as confident as possible. I don't want them to listen to any outside opinions. Nobody else's opinion matters except for yourself. I'm all for self love. Like you do, you girl. Like I'm here to back you 100. percent I love it. Going back to you saying you're excited for your next competition. What is next for you? The Arnold's actually. Hey. It's your first yeah. one, right? It's my first one. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about your first one. Because, like, the first one's always just, like, mind-blowing, in my opinion. Depending on what year you go. Because we had the weird years with 2020. But still, it's such a cool experience. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited. I was actually, what? Because their, um, like, dots total, what was it last year? Whatever it was, I was I was two well, dots the, off. The raw challenge, I think, for woman was like four fifty for the raw challenge. Dang. I think yeah, I think I think so, and I was like, oh no, no, no I'm like it was four seventy five because you have four seventy four dots. It was four seventy five. Yeah, I was one off. I was one <laughs> dot off. Yes, you so. were. You were actually um point seven nine of a dot away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know it's okay. I was what nineteen at the time, yep. so. Year 20, I'm coming in hot. <laughs> hey, that's super exciting. And then last thing, I mean, you're already young and you've already said a lot, but what is one piece of advice you were giving yourself when you were, I guess, 16, younger, <laughs> any age younger that you, like, that you wish you knew that you know now? Hmm. There's so much. <laughs> Like, I feel like young lifters are just, like, all all out. Um, I would definitely say, hmm, I would say probably to uh, trust my body and, well, trust your body. Um, do your workouts based off of how you feel. Um, when I was younger, I literally went to the gym probably 
two times a day. Um, I was very fatigued. I drank no water. I strictly only ate protein, did not care. Um, I had very little knowledge of nutrition, of lifting, of anything. All I knew was I wanted to get jacked. So I was going two times a day. Uh, I was like murdering myself, going to complete failure with every single like accessory. I didn't necessarily do. um, I'm drawing a blank. Not Uh, comp lifts, uh, compounds, sorry. Okay. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I didn't necessarily do compounds, but I just did a ton of accessories, like a ton. I was probably there for like three to four hours. Um, but I went to failure with every single one and granted, I think that plays a big factor in the physique that I have today, but it definitely was not smart to do, um, as like, you know, the injuries that I sustain now. Um, so I would definitely give advice to my younger self to, um, listen to your body and not kill yourself every single day because that's not healthy. And fix your nutrition because that is also not healthy to literally only eat protein and drink milk, whole milk. Yo, what was with the whole milk? Was it like from the commercial? Like you were inspired? I was, well, we had, um, at my high school, we had uh, a strength conditioning coach and he sold us like a whole, like it was like a big thing of milk for a dollar. And he was like, drink this and you'll get jacked. And I was like, wow if I drink this, I'm gonna get jacked. So sure enough, I, I religiously drank whole milk. Yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, milk is great. But like, that's just an insane statement. (laughs) Yeah, I drink it every day. Every day. (laughs) All right. Chocolate milk, chocolate milk, actually, I had to spice it up. So there we go. There we go. At least you have some flavor there. (laughs) I did. Yeah. Ah, Natalie, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. And y'all catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Again, please do leave us a five-star rating and review so it gets out to more people. If you love the episode, make sure you share it with a friend. And I love your support. I appreciate all of you. Catch you next time.